Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have two very important questions for you. First, are you ready to rock? Yeah, let's do mm-hmm. it. Fight, nervous. fight, fight. <laughs> too nervous too, but yes. More importantly, are you ready to roll? Yeah, I'm going to roll this gate over. I feel mm-hmm. obligated to roll at this point. Yeah, if we don't um, roll, he can't hurt us, although we know that's, no, not, he's true. that's not true. He, that's I know, I know. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. Uh, you guys are on Sonotus Prime, the Sononan home planet that's currently under siege by mercenaries. Uh, the Ministry of Defense has declared war on Sonotus Prime, but hasn't activated or initiated proper military actions right now. There's no ground operations. It's just a blockade in space. It's the Sononan Armada standing off against the Ministry of Defense fleet, uh, just kind of staring at each other in space. Upon landing, you found, once again, that there were a bunch of mercenaries, the Bloodletters and Sarkezians, two forces that you have run into personally in the past, kind of fucking shit up on the planet. And uh, it has led to a mass assault that's happening right now but you guys notice that there is a distinct area that they're avoiding which was one of the magical ley lines that runs through the planet when you arrived there was a gate that was built into the ley line itself and just a moment ago it activated and a entire platoon of mercenary reinforcements including both bloodletters and sarkezians uh have just emerged from the gate um you are now looking at about uh 40-ish <laughs> uh, people uh cool. who are cool. who are now armed to the teeth uh they seemed much better armed and armored than the ones that you had encountered um oh, even better Oh, man. All right. If they're surrounding me, only so many can hit me at once. That's actually how we're going to be running the rest of this combat. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be rolling attacks. You will oh, be rolling good. reflex saves because there are so many people shooting and firing at you. So they are essentially going to be a swarm. So wait, we're not <laughs> running away? <laughs> hey, that is that is your option, but I need you guys to roll initiative. And on their initiative, uh, you will all be getting attacked, and it will hit you. Okay. okay. Um, is the gate still open? The gate is still open, yes. Um, you can see that there are still more of those. You can't see through the other side. It's like a blue wavering field, but you can see that there are silhouettes of other people in the gate. Oh, so maybe me about to teleport through that gate was a, will be a bad idea. All right, good to know. Uh, hey, I don't know. You you make your call. I have oh a question while we're rolling these initiatives. The gate, does it look like it was here? Like, does it look like it was just kind of like put together like in a hurry, like it shouldn't have been here? Or has it this been like a piece of the environment for a long time? Oh, it 100% looks like it has been. It was like added in. into the ley yes. line, right? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they have the, the source of the, the energy for this thing is the ley line itself. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm wondering, does it look like the Sinonans put it here or if so it was not. like. Okay, that's kind of where I was going with it. Cool, thank you. You kind of saw the, when you arrived, you kind of saw that specially armored dude look like the, they were overseeing the the finalizing construction of it. Gotcha, okay, okay. All right, what'd y'all get? 20. Okay, Merrick? Uh, natural 20 for 27. Nice. Durin? 24. Uh, Merrick, you go first. I believe you are the closest to the gate because you were making your way towards it. So you're kind of like standing a little off to the side 
to this force as they came out. Duran and Cody, you're out like towards the back. Uh, Kathan and Jenny are both still in the uh, car. What would you like to do? Um, so gate, uh, you said we could see silhouettes as if more people could come through kind of thing. Yeah, like I said, like you couldn't see through, you can't see through the opposite side, but as people oh. were getting closer to the gate, you could see sort of like their silhouette before they entered in uh, or crossed through. Now you can see like really, really faint silhouettes. So you know that there are at least a few more people on the other side of that gate. All right, fuck. Um, all right, I think this has to be a tactical retreat. Get to the car. But we need to get that gate closed. We wow. can't just leave it open. The whole plant will be lost. All right. Merrick holds up his blink stone and he's going to teleport, crush it, teleport to the side of the gate and try to break it down. Uh, so the, the stone is a standard action to use. Oh, it's a standard. Okay, but I'll have to use my, my uh, Zenith Revelation. Uh, so Merrick turns into a beam of light, teleports to the side of the gate and tries to cut it down. Okay, so you get one attack on it. Um, that's a 32 to hit. Oh, you know, yeah, it's it's an inanimate object you hit. Oh, I just, okay, I just hit. Yeah, just roll damage on it. How much you want to bet there's more than just this one? Um, 34. I hope not. Uh, as you smash into it, you uh, take a huge chunk out of the, the left-hand side of the gate. Uh, you see it sort of like spray parts and particles. There's a brief flash of energy as it releases, and then you see a, a ripple of uh, energy over the, the hole that you just caused, uh, almost outlining the damage as the whole gate shifts forward and leans to the left a little bit. The right pushes up and it reconnects, filling in the damage that you just did. It oh, looks good. smaller. It does look mm. like you've done damage, but it's actively repairing itself almost immediately. Interesting. So is okay. it like as it's losing chunks, it's the gates getting smaller and smaller until like eventually no one can come through? Correct. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, okay. it looks like it's it's reforming to make up the last parts, uh, but it does look like it's it's getting smaller. So you're doing something, but it's not it's not disabled. If that makes okay. sense. Yes. Now we also recognize this as similar to Project Dahlia style malleable cool metal. Uh, you guys have looked at these blueprints, plus had some of the like smartest people in the system look at these blueprints, enough to know that this certainly looks very similar to that nano-infused metal that was patented, or, or was like scheduled to be patented. Um, in the why am I saying pat patented? Patented. Patented. I don't know why it's, like, it's like you're giving up halfway through. Like, I bet. I just, yeah, I just got scared of the <laughs> word uh, that was in the Dahlia patent. Yeah. Um, okay. So the this does look like it would be have or, or was of uh, Contra build or at the very least Mezo's build. And we didn't bring Zelfus with us, did we? We just brought um, it's Jenny and Catherine is with you. Mm, good. <laughs> Darren, Darren has a goop, a pocket full of his goop, though. Do yeah. we know from our previous experience of Project Dahlia if there are weaknesses or things we can use to effectively damage this thing? Not really, because it just it, like the whole premise of this of this metal is that it it reshapes and reforms. So mm -hmm. that's kind but of because of nanobots, right? Is there anything we know that damages nanobots? exclusively or more so or no there's it's like a, a nanobot like magic and like fusion 
and and the whole reason that this this thing is like sort of revolutionary is because it can sustain a ton of damage and a a massive amount of sort of like structural uh reconfiguration it can like fix on the fly that that's the whole point of it is asin made of this metal fluid nano metal that mm. can restructure itself uh can it handle an emp pulse i'm assuming it can it's sci-fi and shit but i'm wondering if like something along those lines with the yeah. stuff we have with us is there something along those lines that can do something it doesn't look like it would be affected electronically okay. It, it seems like the, the power source is very obviously magical in nature because it's pulling from the ley line. Um, there seems to be very little like actual like technological components to this. Um, I'll stay on this side. You try to take him out. But if I get overwhelmed, you leave because I'm on the other side of these guys. <laughs> yeah, I just hear a voice over the crowd. Yeah, uh, you see that like half of them have turned to face Merrick from behind. So they've got like a sort of cluster in between the two of you or the, the three of you. And they're in almost like a perfect circle now with uh, half looking at you and half looking at Merrick. That's going to be Durin's turn. Okay. I want to try to get not necessarily close, but I want to try to get some eyesight to where uh, Merrick is with my movement. And while I'm doing that, this thing I've been holding on for way too long, I think it's going to be pretty useful here. I'm going to toss a uh, sticky bomb grenade, like hopefully in the area closer to Merrick to hopefully slow some, at least slow some people down. If it doesn't hit that area, at least it will like fuck some shit up and maybe cause some disorder within the cra- the, okay. the swarm. Yeah, so the way I'll do it is I will treat it as difficult terrain mm-hmm. and they'll have to do a reflex save in order not to get entangled. Okay, sounds good. Let's toss it in. Oh, that's pretty. 23? Yeah, you have to hit a 5, I believe, to hit. Because you're just trying to hit a square. Yeah, yeah. Like, and in between like, them, right? And yeah. it's like 15 feet of just this explosion of goop. Yep. Uh, their DC to beat is pretty low, so it's a 14. Cool. But 2D, 2D4 rounds of entanglement. Not too bad. Cool. If they didn't have space lasers. All right. Is that your... your so you're moving to get a better angle on Merrick and then the yeah. grenade? All right, cool. That is uh, it. Cody, it's your turn. I can I can try to hold them off. They come at me. Maybe it'll buy you guys time. And I'm gonna stand there, like facing them as they come forward, and like you know, do the old like movie, like beckon them closer. Yeah. And I'm going to pull the pin on a grenade in my chest <laughs> as my smoke grenade goes off and starts to like surround me. And then you just hear as my eyes light up in the smoke, and I activate blind fight. Okay. Very fucking cool. That's when the I movie music, that. like the background music kicks in, like the fight music is now going hard, you know, like da 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 da. Okay, so the way I'll do this, uh, Niall, is uh, you will take half. Your the the damage that you're going to be taking will be half, and then you have the opportunity to quarter it with a reflexive. And I will say that that will accommodate for their mischance on you in the smoke. I know it's maybe too much given the kind of like abstract nature of this as well, but I don't have to breathe. But people who come towards me either have to spend a turn activating their environmental defenses on their armor or can have to do saves or get like nauseated and shit from the smoke grenade. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. Let me get a, so you have to do a fort save each round or spend that round choking and coughing and do nothing else. If you choke and cough for two consecutive rounds, you take one D six damage and I get concealment. The whole reason I bought these smoke grenades. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, love it. So everyone has to give me reflex save as you hear just 
a chorus of weapons beginning to spin up and charge up and power up. And then you just see a barrage of gunfire exit out of this cluster of uh, mercenaries. Uh, Merrick, what'd you get? Uh, 16. Okay. You take 30 points of damage. (laughs) I'm also very close to the gate. Is there a chance they hit the gate at all? (laughs) There's a bunch of them. They all can't be sharpshooters. Roll me, roll me a, roll me just a flat luck check. Uh, no, they, they seem to be pretty well trained, uh, and laser you pretty accurately. Uh, Darren, what did you get? I got a dirty 20. Uh, you also take 30 points of damage. Oh, okay, cool. Cody, what did you get? 25. Cool. Uh, so you're going to take only seven points of damage. And is this, uh, you said they had Gatling guns. So is this physical damage? This is. It would be fire damage, I believe they all have. Merrick, you're back up. Okay. Um, actually, um, sorry. Before that happens, you get a radio call from Jahara in your comm units, and you hear, "What the hell is happening out there?" Um, there's an army. This is a. They're getting an army through this gate. We're dealing with a platoon of forty. There's probably more to come. You hear a lot of noise in the background. Uh, you hear like alarms going off and he just says one of the ministry ships just broke the blockade and attacked one of the satellites for the Zashida. We can't hold the blockade anymore. We have to engage. Best of luck. He says, you need to close this gate and then get back to the palace because conflict will begin. The war is starting. Okay. We'll see you on the other side. Okay. So Dane, this is a gate. Correct, but you can go through. So Merrick's just going to step behind the gate, so like blocking himself off okay. from you, and then I'm just going to attack the gate again. Sure. So it's harder for them to shoot me, and I'm just going to try to take this thing out. I'll make two attacks. I'm going into graviton mode this time, too, just so everyone is aware. Okay. Which I rarely do. 37. Uh, damage, yep. Yep. And the second attack, uh, 34 points of damage. All right. You see, once again, the, the, you taking like just full swings out of this thing. Uh, the particles are spraying out. And then you see that like sort of laser go over the edge of the damage, uh, form up back over. But this time, instead of uh, getting a little smaller, it gets a little narrower. So the, the, the base of it slide in and then it gets taller, almost like a big rectangle now instead of an arch. That's it for Merrick. Um, cool. Everyone stay safe. I'll try to take care of the gate. Durin, it is your turn. Okay. Um, before I do it, I don't know how it's going to relate to what we're dealing with. I want to use my mirror image, but that is specifically for like one-on-one attack. How would it affect this combat? Um, I don't think it would because these are okay. going to be considered like area of effect because they are just kind of like blasting in an area as opposed to singularly targeting you. Okay, um, okay. So the way that I'm I'm ruling these attacks are area effects, which cool. would just hit you regardless. That's why I wanted to make sure of. Yeah, so don't waste it. Cool. I want to get to Merrick right now. You can definitely do that. Cool, cool. I want to bob and weave and push my way to him so I can give him the support and maybe pull some people off of him as much as possible. Cody's just by himself in a smoke cloud. Yeah, you can move. He checks your for way this. There. That's why I'm, I guess that's what I'm waiting for, nope. like a potential nope. check to like push through and get there. And with my like switchblade ready, back back against Merrick and just like go in to defend. I don't yep. know if you want me to have a standard action after this. 
uh, you definitely have a standard action. I'm going to say this is just a movement action. Uh, okay. There's enough space for you to maneuver like outside of the crowd because you said you ran over to get a view of him. Uh, yeah. They're still kind of like mostly clustered in the center. So you can you have a straight shot over to Merrick if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can then take an action if cool. you want as well. Uh, anyone near me to swipe at or attack or is it just all are they a little further away than that? Uh, they're mostly further away, but I, w- I will say if you want to sort of like sort of kiss the edge of them, you can try yeah. to like take a swipe at them. Okay, if they're if they're a little further away, I would have my pistol instead of my switchblade just back against Merrick and just start shooting into into them at this. Okay, point. well then here's what you're gonna do: uh, roll me a trick attack because you can move while you're trick attacking, right? That's right. I didn't think about. It. I I considered it multiple entities. Uh, that's a thirty-seven. Absolutely does it. Yep. Hell yeah! Let's get that. Um, nineteen EAC. And they're flat-footed, right? Yes. Uh, then that does it. Oh shit. Um, as I just like start firing into him, making my way stealthily towards Merrick, um, I do uh, 30 points of damage into him. Cool. You see, you're able to sort of like clip a couple of them. Uh, they're not really, they, they're not protecting themselves. There's no sort of like guarded aspect of this formation. Uh, and you take a couple of them out. Uh, you see some of the bodies just, just drop. While this, uh, I want to reach out to Jahara. And I'm not sure if I can. I mean, I'm doing too. Much. I'm doing too much. You know what? Let's let's go. No, no. Uh, talking Please. is a is a free action in Starfinder. Okay. You can do you can combat bander. Okay. Hmm. Um, as it's I'm just rushing like running your fingers through the sand, right? <laughs> uh, Jahara, yes. if you don't hear from us in about f- four minutes, bomb the living shit out of this place. We need to cut off the ground force while we can. Big missile, crash a ship into us. Um, space laser, one of those big silver lasers, maybe. Um, a nuke? Do we have those in space? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, maybe just a small one, but this is yeah, the source of the ground evasion, and it, it needs to get cut off before you get overwhelmed. <laughs> Atomize us. Turn us into particles. Uh, you hear silence for a moment. He just says, "Copy." Okay, Duran. Why'd you say that? Then moved closer to the to, like the lock zone where this is going to come down. We gotta get. We gotta remove this gate. All right, we'll do this together. You're so small compared to me. Your your back is against my butt. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll defend you either way. Don't worry. Uh, great, Cody. I've, has anyone come in to like engage me, or are they all kind of shooting? It looks like the first wave was shooting, um, but some of the, the the dudes with the buzz blades seem to be like they're moving out and like around you before they get into. So like through the haze. Oh, I guess you have blind fight, so you can kind of see. Like I imagine it's not perfect vision. It's like sort of like like uh, heads up display. So you see like mm-hmm. the outlines, like a, like a gold outline of these these people through the smoke. Uh, and then you see like sort of like, you know, little pointing things being like, you know, blood letter and like buzz blade and like little things mm-hmm. pointing at. Yeah. So that's what you see. You see them currently uh, surrounding you in the in the smoke. Is it okay to say that I keep the grenade strapped to my chest just for like if I Absolutely. move the smoke cloud? Okay. So I'm going to swift action click my bangles together, move action. Uh, you see the, the the blue eyes in the smoke turn red as I start to rage. And then I'm going to standard action, charge, bull rush right into the middle of the, like, the mass of shooters. Okay. Uh, then yes, do that. It's bad. It's not good. Do you have a reroll What's or something? It? Do you ever use the crew ability? Do we have I haven't used my crew ability. It's not a reroll. You guys all oh, yeah. took uh, inspiration, so it's a plus Shit. two after you roll. Yeah, you know what? It's okay. I, I'm charging like 40 people. It probably wasn't going to go well anyway. Uh, that's an 18. Uh, oh, no, wait. There was a bull rush, wasn't it? So I will say the AC is, is fairly low because 
there are so many targets. Like, I'm accounting for that. Like, it, if you're just running into a crowd of people, it's like, it's not going to be hard to hit one of them. Mm-hmm. That's a 26. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and I will take my attack then. As I just wanted to, like, cinematically, I just, like, charge in and, like, people just kind of go flying. Yeah. That's a 29 to hit. Uh, that hits? That is 33 points of damage as I come in swinging that hammer. Uh, cool. Uh, you've done enough damage to reduce the D6s that I'm rolling for damage for you each round. That's how I'll be, that's how I'm calculating damage is they have an HP pool. As you hit certain markers, they all do less damage because there's less people. Um, so Durin and Merrick, uh, from your side, as you guys are sort mm-hmm. of like chipping away and taking a defensive stance at the gate, uh, you see just these two red floating eyes in a cloud of smoke charge into the middle of them and then you see a dude go up into the air and down as he gets launched up uh, you hear a sickening thud and then you hear the just certain more swings of uh, that graviton hammer that Cody has as more dudes kind of get like thrown out to the side crumpling to the ground rolling across the ley line is there anything else you'd like to do Cody uh, no that is Every action I can take. Although it was actually an extra two damage because I forgot I was frenzied. Okay. Yeah, you take that two damage now. You only you know what? deserve <laughs> it. I will. Sure, two damage. I'm just picturing the like the hammer from Halo 3 and that then like that sound and then just people <laughs> going, Hoo! Yeah, basically. All right. Uh, everyone has to give me reflex saves. Once again, now you'll have... You're only taking a, a half amount of this. Yeah. Well, me and Durin are sort of behind the gates, so we have some cover. I will say, uh, I'll give you DR10 for this. All right. How does that sound? That sounds great. (laughs) Goal is to get any kind. Oh, no. I got a 14, so that's not great. I got a 12. Okay. Durin? I got a 30. Uh, (laughs) But I just feel bad for succeeding right now. You're just hiding Uh, behind Merrick's bot by accident. (laughs) (laughs) You you actually don't take any damage because it's a reflex save and you have evasion. Yeah. Yeah, you're back to back, but it's like not side by side. It's <laughs> Merrick's facing everybody else, and you're behind him. And like, I, I bet you Dern's trying to turn Merrick around. He just can't physically move Merrick, and he's just like, oh. There's some good intentions here. Uh, okay, so uh, Merrick, you're going to take 23 points of damage because you're getting cover from the, yeah. the wall. Cody, you're taking 33 points of damage. No, sorry. Okay. You're taking, I, you'll take 16 points of damage. Okay. The silhouettes in the field of the gate. Uh, grow darker, presumably because they're growing or getting closer. And then they break through. And it is about 10 of those people in the black armor that you saw who disappeared when they uh, got there. Once again, you hear Jahara saying, none of this attack makes any sense. Why would one single ship break the blockade? We're, it, it doesn't make any sense. Just to get a, a small amount of ground forces on and they're mercenaries. They're not even Ministry of Defense forces. And then you, you hear uh, some more commotion, some more alarms. And he says, now these fucking mercs are charging our fucking walls. It doesn't make any sense. And you hear him speak off mic to someone and be like, yeah, just activate the defense turrets. It'll make short work of them. It's not a problem. Jihara, they might want to die. What do you mean? As the Black Knights come out of the gate, you see their weapons charge up, and they begin open firing into the mercenaries. Um, Merrick, are these guys friends of yours? No, this is some kind of sick ritual. Some kind of sick, necrotic nightmare. They're they're killing their own 
their own side, I sent to Jahara. You hear Jahara once again. Yeah, you can hear the, the background noise, so you can tell he's still on the line, but he doesn't say anything. And then you hear him yell, ceasefire, ceasefire, stop the turrets. Um, and then the, the communication cuts. It is Merrick's turn. Well, I'm going to attack this gate. Um, actually, I will say, now that these knights are out, uh, the gate deactivates. Oh, oh, well, okay. Let's, uh... And then you see the ley line below you begin, like, returns to its, like, full strength as the it stopped being drained of power. Turn on the gate. Turn on the gate. Turn on the gate. If we can. Uh, what, what, Dern, why? Why am I turning on the gate? Remember, the, uh... I don't know. All right. It's just the theory. The dead switches, the ley line returning with power. It's a gut. It's a gut feeling. All right. Can I turn the gate back on? Is that a, a, an option? Um, you, you'd have to give me an engineering check. Okay. Oh, yeah. I might be I'm thinking too far into this. It's more so. Well, Darren, you need, you do what you got to do. I think I have to go fight 10 knights with Gatling guns. Yeah, you go do that. Well, these guys, uh, so the knights that come out. Um, they're in this like sharp angular armor. It almost kind of doesn't really make sense the way it's designed. Instead of like, they have little sort of like almost like geometric bulges everywhere here and there. Um, it looks like, uh, if you've ever seen like that paper craft stuff, like the, the paper craft, like fox heads and stuff that people wear at raves where it's like very angular and very geometric. Uh, their armor kind of looks like that. It's like pitch black, uh, with this, these like golden, lines so like anywhere there's an angle there's sort of like a golden crease to it and then they have these like black helmets these like perfectly round sort of like oval black helmets that go over them and cover their faces uh and once again with uh, a symbol over their eye uh with a a line through it uh this time instead of it being white and black like you've seen on the dead man switches uh this one is gold all right you cadrigal bastards let me take you to your maker Merrick is not sure that this fight is going to go well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to walk up to the next closest one, or not walk, run up to the next one and take a hit, I guess. So this is how this is going to go. All right, Try to stop them from murdering everybody. To slow down the ritual, I'm not sure. Um, that's going to be a 24. That is it on the money. Oh, thank goodness gracious. But as you swing, you sort of figure out the, the nature of their armor. It's meant to glance blows off. So as you're swinging, the angular nature of the armor, you see it shifts up to meet your blade, and it almost like makes a prism that protrudes out that almost glances your blade off. Oh my god, anti-Meric knights. <laughs> but you're able to to adjust at the last moment and, and bury your blade in. 32 points of damage. You notice not all of that goes through. Yeah. But yeah, you land a hit. Um, and as you do, you see them uh, as a reaction. Uh, they press a button on their wrist. Uh, and you're going to have to give me a fortitude save, please. Jenny, Kathan, keep the car running, please. Uh, you see Kathan has definitely uh, jumped in the, the driver's seat of the car and is awaiting orders. Mm, uh, that's a 21 fortitude save. Okay, that is enough. There's a, a, a like a pulse of energy as a like shockwave releases from their suit. Um, you dig your heels into the, the ground and you're able to resist being thrown uh, from the, the impact of this force. That is uh, Durin's turn. I have questions. Yep. Going back a little bit. The kill switches that we that we were 
investigating all that stuff. Was there... I know it led us to the ley line, but was there a way it was directly connected to the ley line at all? So I will remind you of what you guys did learn. You learned that they are the the little beacon things that they have, the little pendants that they have, were both magical and technological in uh, nature. Uh, technologically, there was a dead man switch that was monitoring whoever owned its vitals okay, uh, okay. In, co- in conjunction with a status spell. So it knew the second someone died, whoever it was keyed to died, it knew that that person is dead. Okay. On top of that, there was a secondary function that had a contingency spell placed on it, but it was, you weren't able to discern what the contingency was. So you know that these things are monitoring the, the person's health. When they die, the contingency triggers and you're not sure what the contingency was. Because you've only received, the only ones you've had have been after they have died. And I will say, with the fact that you spent all night yeah. studying it, I will say that the pieces are starting to come together. And Merrick is most likely right that these blood letters and mercenaries here are meant to die. They yeah. are cannon fodder. They the the role of their their war effort here on Sonotus Prime, whether they know it or not, most likely not because they're mercenaries, is simply lamb to the slaughter. Fuck. But to okay. to what end? You're not too sure. But yeah. at this point in time, you can guarantee that the mercenaries are not the real threat. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, fuck. Okay. The part that I'm struggling with. Okay. Did the gate have to be on a ley line? I think that's my next question. Yeah, I believe that the gate the, the gate needed a ley line to fuel it for it to act. Okay. Okay. So it needed. I that. also think the ley line probably was a way to bypass the weird like teleporty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so, like as long I'm like where I'm trying to figure out like is that the only reason the ley line is being used? I believe I so. It was just okay. to go through the teleporty barrier. Okay. Uh, okay. Roll that- me. Roll me an engineering check. Uh, okay. Jared. Uh, twenty four. Yes, with with the the pieces that you are now getting, the Ministry of Defense ship that just attacks the satellite was meant to put a brief lapse in the Pulsar Zashida, which is their sort of like interplanetary shield, mm-hmm. to allow teleportation on. Oh, oh okay, okay. So the the, the Zashida is powered by satellites, beacons like radio towers, and the ley line. Okay, okay. They were able to disrupt two of the three, which gave okay. them a brief opportunity to circumvent it. Right. And you can assume that the the backup protocols is one of the reasons why the gate has closed. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> um well, I'm going to Okay, then I'm going to move away from the gate. I'm going to start focusing on uh the ones the the two black knight dudes that Merrick's dealing with and I'll use my trick attack. Just 10, right? There's about 10 of the knights. 10 of the knights? Yeah. Okay. I thought there was two for some reason. My stealth is a 36. That's enough. And I got a 29 EAC. That oh, does shit. it, yes. Okay, shit, cool. shit, shit, shit. Uh, you should have healed the fucking mercenaries. <laughs> oh, well, that's far too late now, but that's a great idea. <laughs> that's smart. You know what? Next turn, you got it. Pretty good. Uh, uh, 46 points of damage. Damn. Yeah, no, that was some solid rolls on that Damn. one. I assume this is against the uh, guy that Merrick attacked? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Teamwork is forever. That's just the Heal idea. The mercenaries. God, that's constantly such a good idea. healing the mercenaries. Everyone, they keep on shooting. They just keep on popping back up. Fuck. 
I wish you said it like earlier. That's such, that oh, was such a good idea. Fuck. Terry, this brain of mine doesn't work too quick, buddy. I only have one. <laughs> I have like one good idea session and I can't decide when it's going to show up. Damn it. All right. Uh, you see this guy has uh, you're able to land like a couple really well placed shots in sort of like the the few unarmored spots on him and land a very good hit. Okay. Uh, Cody, you're in the middle of the uh, blood letters, and as like there are times where you're taking a swing with your hammer, and they've already been taken out, um, and you just see bodies dropping around you. How many of them are still standing? I would say there's about like a half of them. There's maybe uh, of the like forty or fifty of them. There's about twenty. Um, and how are they reacting to all this? Uh, very confused. Okay. Mm. Uh, I I yell out. I say, "Temporary truce. We fight these guys." Uh, you see, they they turn around and they just say, "Enemy of my enemy." And uh, yeah, they they turn around to face the the keepers. Yeah, are, am I within thirty feet of these knights? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm going to try to charge into the middle of them. So at the very least, I'm going to give smoke cover to the the guys behind me as well. Okay. And I'm going to try to bull rush one of them out of the way. I'm going to activate my thruster heels. Cool. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're not rolling hot this time. That's going to be a 30. No, you are down by two. I'm going to use my rocker inspiration. Uh, as like I charge in and I guess whatever way, like I try to get like purchase to like get under and like yeet. And I guess that weirdly shifting armor just like makes it really hard. And I just hear like a guitar sting from Jenny. And I'm just like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, you feel you feel the the thruster heels begin crackling with electric energy. And they just sort of give you an extra boost as you feel sort of like a hand from behind you push you forward. Um, and if Darren, if you have your gun out, you can take an attack of opportunity, I assume. Ooh, I can. I completely forgot about that. Yes. Absolutely. That's going to be a 36 to hit. Uh, yes. Uh, 31 points of damage. This is a new target, correct? You're not going after the one Merrick was fighting because he's like kind of on the edge. You're going yeah, dead center. Yeah, I'm going straight, straight in the middle. Okay. So 31 points of angry damage. <laughs> and I'm going to take uh, my attack of opportunity from a distance to sure. for uh, 18 EAC to hit. That is not enough. All right. There we go. Can't be geometry, Darren. Can't be geometry. I know. Yeah, as you Math. shoot, you see your your beam sort of reflect off one of these angular surfaces and just kind of like go into the air. Um, but Cody, you absolutely uh, managed to just yeet this man and hit him midair and do a, do a pretty big hit on him. And I will say, how big is the radius? Of the smoke grenade? Yeah. It is 20 foot. Okay, so I will say you have three of the, four of them, including the one you just hit. So, so four of them will have uh, cover. I um, assume is, their helmets deal with the uh, the smoke. Uh, you hear a boo, 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 as like the little golden circles uh, light up. Oh, God damn it. I They're just meant so that they'd cool. be able to breathe, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the most high tech armor we've come across. For sure. I'm just yep. giving them cover. <laughs> you have, in fact, given them cover. <laughs> Uh, so the blood letters are going to turn and open fire at them and it's going to be the same rules they're going to have to do reflex saves so four of them failed their reflex saves now may i interject with a question yes 
Um, the kill switches. Did we figure out if why like if we, could we just break them? Like if they break, if if we ask the bloodletters to crush their devices, oh. do we know if that's going to work or do anything? Uh, you're not sure. Um, if you have the chance to break your your little communicator device, it's a kill switch. They're using your life force for evil, bad voodoo magic, uh, or just bad magic, just bad bad stuff. They're doing bad stuff. If you can break that, that'd be nice. Thank you. <laughs> I like how casual that is in all this chaos. If you don't mind, guys, can you do that, please? They, they Break begin, your goddamn communicators! Uh, <laughs> they they begin rummaging around in their, their like tactical bags looking for it. It is, however, the Keeper's turn. And uh, this time, as you guys have gotten sort of like in their faces, uh, as a reaction, they're all going to trigger their pulses. Um, so all three of you are going to have to give me a reflex save, please. Wait, how far are you, Dern? Did you use your gun? Uh, yes, I gun. Yeah. Okay, then up? it's just just American Cody then. Okay. Uh, reflex? Yes, please. No, sorry, right. fortitude, fortitude. Fortitude, even better. 30. Okay. 22. Uh, okay, uh, both of you are good. They don't move you. You feel, once again, this like sort of concerted line of force as they're all standing side by side. You just feel like a boom. As they try to blast you away, uh, but they don't do it, which sucks. So, Merrick, you're going to get an attack of opportunity on the one closest to you. Cody, you won't because he's bull rush, so he's further away from you. Now, were they oh. in a line? Are there two beside him that I would be? There's ready? there's spaces. Okay. There's like five feet in between everyone. So uh, they all raise up their wrist and uh, you see their gauntlet begin like swirling with energy. And then they shoot a strong beam of uh, golden electricity out into the blood letters. And you see it beginning to jump from person to person to person to person mm. to person. And uh, that's going to kill all the blood letters. Oh, oh good. Well, well, we tried. Uh, cool. As you see <laughs> a, uh, a like a mass 10 person chain lightning spell go off each one of them targeting a, a single uh, entity so they take the brunt of the damage and then the 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 chained effect of all the other ones uh, go off and you just see the the energy beginning to like electrocute all the blood letters uh, and because they're standing on a ley line uh, it is maximized I really wish we had magic and also that the one time we pop off and start doing cool hero stuff it isn't helping the bad guys yeah um, my attack of opportunity was a 30 to hit. Uh, so you do, you do hit him, uh, for 35 points of damage, which I believe means one last lightning. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's anything I can do to make that lightning thing not happen. Uh, the one you're fighting Merrick looks real bad. It is Merrick's turn. All right. I'm going to finish this guy off in front of me. Cause like they're spaced out, right? So, cause they're like, a, they're, they know what they're doing. They're not going to stand in a big clump for us to do clump stuff. Uh, they're they're like in a, a straight line, but ten feet apart or five feet apart from each other. Yeah, so I was gonna make everyone kneel, but I can only get one or two. So I'm just going to um, attack, finish one off. So we we were a little victorious. <laughs> How much you want to bet they have the same kill switch on their persons as well? Oh, probably. Yeah. Oh no, none of this is winning. We're not doing any winning today, Darren. <laughs> That's going to be thirty-one. Uh, to hit, we'll do it. Yep. yep. Forty points of damage. How do you finish this guy? Well, if I, you're if I'm gonna go out too, you may as well be a part of a sicko death magic thing too, you pathetic knight in cool arm. My insults are not hitting that hard today. I apologize. Evan, I just cut his neck. Like I get under his cool armor, let him bleed all over it, 
as he hits the ground. Yeah, you're able to get like your blade sort of like where the, the helmet meets the, the, the breastplate and you just yeah. like shove it straight up. You see your solarium blade smash out through the back of the uh, helmet and he crumples to the ground. Durin, it is your turn. Um, I'm going to take my movement to move up to the next one. So, uh, okay. Just yeah. To, yeah. All right. Are we still considering them like with swarm rules right now? No, the, the knights are a separate. They, they all have their individual stats. Okay, cool. Cool. Then I am going to activate my holographic image. Uh, there's two of me, so not great. Uh, <laughs> just going to try to keep, and I'm just going to kind of stay behind Merrick, but stay, but keep him within my like little 20 foot bubble just in case shit goes wrong. Okay. That's my plan. Cool. Cody, it's your turn. Are we, are we just killing these guys? Uh, they're not going to tell us anything and we don't really have anything else to do. They're going to shoot at us. I, I know it's a bad idea, but I, I can't think of an alternative. Durin, do you have an alternative? I mean, if we leave them up, they're just going to cause more chaos. I, like, okay, it's a little—it's bad either way. I don't think there's a good call. My here. new plan: kill everybody here, reactivate this gate, go to their homeworld, kill everybody there, kill their fake god, kill everybody, save the planet. I like that plan. That's a good plan. Okay. If they're going to embrace death, they may as well go all the way. Uh, I, I say, yeah, okay. Cadrigal's eyes, more like Cadrigal's dies, and I charge the next one in line. Nice, nice. He's getting better. He's getting better at it. Uh, that's going to be quite nice. A 39 bull rush. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. And that's going to be a 28 to hit. Uh, that will also do it. Am I going to get my attack of opportunity on this one as well now? Yeah. Sweet. Although I guess they will get cover because this fucking smoke. <laughs> Hey, I'll take it. Was, it. It was so cool for a second, Nile. It was so I know. dope. I, I regret everything. <laughs> yeah, that's Dane's special power. So take the cool things that we do and use it against us. <laughs> hey, in the animated series, it'll look fucking sick. You're right, Thirty-three you're right. points of damage as I yeet this guy. Are you going after the same middle guy that you hit before? Or are you changing targets? I'm going like away from the boys. So like, okay. I hit the middle through the one. I'm going to hit the other guy. And I assume okay. they're over to the left. Yeah. And I, how much I didn't want to get them in the smoke. Uh, 33. Dern? Throwing in my attack. Um, I got a 23 EAC, but... Uh, let me see if that hits before I make you roll yeah. percentage. I think it's probably close. It does not. hit. Ooh. So you are going to have to roll me a 20% mischance, please. Okay, okay. I rolled a 71. Then you're good. Yeah, that hits. All right, cool. I wasn't sure if we're going high or low on it, but I guess it doesn't matter either way. And I do 14 points of damage towards him. Okay. You get a message or, or, or a calm, and you hear Astrid's voice this time. Oh. And she seems like out of breath. And she says, um, I know Jahara has been keeping you up to date on what's happening on uh, Sinonis, but... I'm getting reports all over Casamal of more hybrid monsters attacks. They're they're all attributed to Sononis. We've got attacks on Therum. We have more attacks on the Cube, on Jabala and Goa. We have the Iron Fortress on Chirillus is being attacked, all under the guise of the Sinonans. Uh And what? then it is their turn. And in almost like perfect unison again, they put their little wrist pads in front of them, press a button, and all nine of them disappear. Fuck! Oh, what's the end game? What is the end game? Cody, what does Blind Fight give you? Oh, are they invisible? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. If they're invisible, we're double fucked. <laughs> we're, we're real fucked, yeah. Dane is exploiting our weaknesses. 
spoiler alert, uh, campaign two, I'll be playing a mystic, I think, to deal with shit like this. Uh, anytime you miss because of concealment, reroll your miss chance one time to see if you actually hit. Aren't flat-footed against melee creatures you can't see, and you can withdraw from creatures you can't perceive, and you don't need acrobatics checks to move at full speed while blinded. Okay. Then you can assume they're invisible. You hear footsteps on the ley lines because it, it is pretty much like a frosted glass kind of situation. So you hear like tink, 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 and then nothing. Uh, I I think they're still here, guys. Well, they're going to their next target, I believe. Jihara. Yeah, he answers. Uh, nine of these cadrical leaders, executives, keepers, uh, they just got away from us. They're headed to their ne- next objective, and we can't tell you where. He, you hear him just say, okay, thank you. Keep me posted. Uh, but you need to get back to the palace ASAP. Okay. Well, on our way. Uh, Catherine pulls the, the car up to the, to the side of you. And you see in the distance, in the sky, a golden light beginning to descend down. It almost looks like a flare, but in reverse. Like instead of going up, it's going down. And is now like slowing as it reaches sort of like a midpoint in the sky. This all feels so bad. I'm going to search this body, Dane. I want to take a look at this armor. I want to see what's on them. I want to see what kind of person is wearing this armor. Sure. Uh, you take the helmet off, and it is a, a human man, probably in his, like, 30s or 40s, um, like, late 30s, early 40s. He looks like he does have some battle experience. He's got, like, a, a fair number of, like, scars that you can see on his face. He's got a, like, a milky eye on one of the side um, where it looks like, well, give me a medicine check on his body. I should. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. I mean, if you would like me to help out, I don't mind. Cody's getting absolutely cock blocked right now. Oh, no. Uh, so go ahead, Cody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cody, you got medicine? Cody, be my medicine boy. Be, be Dr. Cody. You can be I, Dr. Cody if you want. I've been studying with Zelfus. I can take a look. Uh, Not my best role. So 23. Oh, that's pretty good. That's great. Yeah, go. that's there enough to, to tell that like he has taken uh, some sort of like explosive shrapnel to the face uh, fucking up a lot of the like the left side of his face his eyes milky um, and but it does look like a, a human soldier of some sort when you're looking at the armor uh, just noticing how it was like reacting to outside stimulus uh, you could maybe guess that this is using the same nano infused metal uh, if you want to give me a life or sorry a physical science on the the metal, uh, you might be able to learn a little bit more as well. That one I definitely don't have. Um, I have a small amount in it, so I'll roll and hope for the best, but it's not going to be good. That's going to be a 10. Uh, no, you... Wait, 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 wait. Darren, you're goop. You can goop oh, the metal. We can goop the metal. Should we goop the metal? I would, this is the best time to goop. Let's goop we, the metal. We're, we're gonna. I'm just going to, like, open the jar and just, like, sp- just like weirdly spread it across it and just kind of... A little, a little scoop and goop? Yeah, a little scoop and goop. Uh, yeah, you smear Zelfus's goop on the armor, and let me... I try not to think about it. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like it's a very awkward moment for the three of us. Just really should have worn a glove as I kind of just, like, wipe off my hand. Just... You get a call, and uh, Zelfus is like, Gentlemen, are, are you okay? Uh, sort are of. you? Yeah, the, the, the palace is in the whole city is going into lockdown. Um, it looks like they're evacuating all the civilians towards the palace. You called us. Can you feel when we when we do that oh well i mean that's why i'm asking if you're okay it seems like you're you're dangerously close to iberium iberium uh oh 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 that's we've heard that word before that that was the it's power sources right poison metal from useron yeah, yeah. Us- fuck it's, it's the metal that they were uh mining on useron that was like killing the planet 
Have they neutralized the poison in Iberium? That that was my question. Is it still poisony? Um, he says, it, 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 I, I'm not sure. All I can tell is there is traces of Iberium. But I mean, if you, you would know, if, if you're not feeling sick and violently throwing up, then I think you're all right. But whatever metal you just put on uh, has, has a, a high concentration of Iberium. I haven't been breathing, so I feel fine. Uh, y'all okay. feel fine. <laughs> let's uh, let's get this corpse in the back of the car so we can take it back for Zelvis to look at. Catherine pops the trunk. What? Yeah. What about the rest of them? If they wanted them dead, I I don't know. It feels like leaving them is just bad news. P- pile them up. We'll bu- we'll burn the bodies. But maybe that's also bad news. Oh, we don't have time for that. My 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 brain just goes zombie army to be honest, but. No, 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 no. It's definitely... We can't burn it. We don't have the time. We gotta get back. We really can only take this one body with us. It. I, I have an idea. I just throw... I have a fire grenade. I have an incendiary okay. grenade, so I'm just gonna toss it into the middle of all the bodies. Uh, this will maybe help? Or help them? I don't know anymore. And I just throw it in. <laughs> yeah, you, you do that, and it explodes, and it's now burning a, a good chunk of <laughs> bodies. Cool. You know what, nice. guys? A lot of grenades this episode. I'm proud of us. Yeah, we finally are using them. Anyway, everyone pack up. We have to head back. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, you you guys start like flying towards uh, the city and you see that the that like golden flare that's hovering in the sky uh, is pretty much directly above uh, the capital city, the imperial capital. Um, Is this drive going to take 10 minutes? Uh, You can certainly take a 10 minute rest. This takes about an hour. Maybe a little less because you guys are like really gunning it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take it. Yeah. I want to give no quarter for any of this. All right. We have no idea what's going on. But what we do know is that Cadricol is one of the, the main driving forces behind everything that's happened. Can can I make any check on that golden light that we're seeing? You can. However, mm-hmm. it's going to be a mysticism check. We're all you know playing what? mystics Shit. campaign too. <laughs> yeah, oops, all mystics. Um, do, don't Jenny or, uh, Kathan have those abilities? Jenny does. Yeah. Jenny will, she doesn't know what it is. She looks up and she just says, I mean, I, I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you right now, uh, no glowing light in the sky has ever been good news. Well, the sun. <laughs> Be a little pedantic Damn, on that Merrick's one. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't talk oh. about my boy like that. <laughs> yeah. Jenny looks at you and she says, okay, fair point. Good. Yeah, can't argue that. Um, do you guys want to talk about anything or or have a chat in the car, or do we want to just zip into the palace? I don't know what to say. It's. I feel like everything we've done has just been undone by this attack, that we couldn't stop it, that you know we were close every single time to what's going on here. We could have done better. I don't know. Are, we, are we just meant to not kill people now? That's all we're good at. I know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think the big picture, honestly, and I'm just like, it's... Well, what's Cadrigal trying to do? If they're even attacking the cube, because at first I thought this was some kind of racial thing, but if they're attacking the cube, that means they're attacking humans, which... I I assume they're doing that to make Sononas look bad, but it feels like... Why? Maybe maybe because they're about to break the blockade, and then they will look good politically if if something, you know, looks to have provoked them. You know, they were obviously waiting until the system goes down. The trickery just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if this is all like an end game for a reckoning or like destruction of everything, like why make it look like Sinonans did it? It doesn't make sense. Well, maybe it's to stop the harvest that's about to happen here. If they're looking for energy, death energy, 
then they can just eliminate everyone on this planet and no one will stop them. The ministry well, has no reason to intervene. So we're just sitting ducks for whatever kind of ritual, whatever this light is. Maybe they're summoning a god, maybe they're summoning a demon, I don't know. All we can do is save as many people as we can. That's one less cog. I think the Ministry of Defense is just taking their moment with with whatever breakthrough they made with Silver Liquid recently. I think they've just decided to take Sonona's Prime off the board. I think that's what's happening here. I don't think it has anything to do with the Reckoning. Oh, no. These these knights definitely have something to do with the Reckoning. Cadrical is the Reckoning, is my assumption. That That's Penny. We don't know that. We sort of know that. Uh, just, I feel like there's two bad guys, two big bad guys doing different things, but the same thing. I hate the timing. Do you think evil bad guys meet together and say, hey, February seems like a good month for us both to do grand evil plans at the same time? They must have. It would be really nice if another group of strapping young heroes like ourselves also decided to save the world right now. And we could be like, hey, let's be friends. And then there'd be like 10 of us. That would be so many of us. I feel like, so what are the things we don't know? Once Everything. Feel like we have this conversation. We don't know. We know Penetaris exists. We know Cadrigal exists. Penny Those wants are revenge. the two big things in pl- ploys. What we don't know is what's, what ploy is as an aiding or trying to stop. And where does he fit into this? He's the wild card, as always. And Mezo. And the I Ministry know. of Defense. They're Goop, so that seems Penny, but remember, there was a third party using Goop for, the, for their own reason that wasn't directly Penetaris. So I technically, think, there's three evil plans. I think the Ministry of Defense are using Goop for their own goals, but maybe now regret it if Penny is starting to exert control. Is um, Mezo funding Cadrical? Is that because to get the Iberium... Any links between Mezo and Cadrical right now, apart from... Well, the, we have like, the Living like, Metal and the, the Iberium. The Metal and the... Iberium, but like we haven't seen like direct communications between them, right? There doesn't seem to be. You haven't like connected any dots other than those pieces of information. Yes, yeah. yeah. So Look, there's four things going on, and we've done a little bit for all four, where we could have been focusing all our efforts on one, and maybe something would have stopped. But now we just have four things going out of fucking control. Look, it, I think you're right, Merrick. It doesn't matter right now. We just have to save who we can, and maybe maybe we'll get someone and punch him real hard, and he'll just tell us. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Let's punch all the bad guys until they tell us the truth. Oh, New yeah. plan. Let's simplify it. Let's, hey. let's stop conspiracy theories. Let's stop the red string. Let's just go do what we do best. Um, as you guys approach uh, the city of Saradoma, which is the capital city, you see that there are a bunch of shuttles and ships all landing down into uh, the imperial sort of like structure, the where the palace is. And it looks like they are evacuating pretty much the entire city into the palace walls. That seems to be their, their big plan to protect their citizens. Um, they are moving everyone uh, outside the walls in. Uh, and you, you're seeing these like huge shuttles carrying civilians. Um, as you pull into the gate, they, they open the gates for you. You come in and you see like thousands of like tens of thousands of people um all civilians sort of like being ushered down into the bunkers below uh the palace where you guys kind of came up into uh and johara is out there and he's in full like battle gear like he's head to toe armor he's got his spear you see he's got a, a big like uh sword like the sword that he uses uh he's like strapped to his back all like on a, a, a like really hard angle uh because it's so long and he is uh he walks over to you guys and he says we need to meet in the war room immediately 
immediately. Quinlan is, is looking into the light uh, to try to determine what the hell that is, but uh, we need to come up with a plan because in a matter of moments, uh, we're going to be at war. Let's go. He leads you down and through uh, sort of like the palace gates proper. You haven't seen sort of the palace proper. You guys came in underneath it and... It is this huge, towering building that has uh, sort of these asymmetrical spires that kind of seem to pop up in like the weirdest places, all coming up to these pointed dome tops. Um, They're spiraled with uh, color and mosaics, and uh, this is sort of like the only burst of color in the the city. Everything else is kind of like a gray, dull, uh, washed out look. Uh, snow drifts are beginning to uh, circle around in the, the the stone tiles of the courtyard uh, as a light snow begins to fall. And uh, you are brought in through the main gates uh, and you're led down into the war room where uh, Astrid and Thimble are uh, also down there. Astrid is on five different calls like there are windows all over and she you can see that she's uh she's talking to patients on one um Mm -hmm. there's a couple other people throughout the system that you don't really recognize but you can tell they're probably on different stations you can see one is the administrator of the cube you can see that there's a couple other people that like i don't think you've ever known or met and they're all sort of like talking over each other about these attacks and astrid is is furiously trying to convince them that it is not the Sinonans. Patience seems to be on her side. The other four do not. There is a screen on, on the bank of screens in the in the wall that are like curved at the far end of the room. You can see that there is broadcasts of news channels all sort of depicting the events. You see this like massive like fire lizard uh, is currently attacking the prison on Chirillus uh, and like melting holes in or like trying to mend holes in the the fortress there. Um, as Are like a, a fire a, lizard. Yep. You can see that there is uh, like a dragon currently uh, attacking Goa's capital city of Jabala. It's just like smashing through buildings and uh, breathing this torrent of like mud. Uh, and just like spraying the city and just like wreaking havoc on the cube. There are a bunch of these small little dog things that are just running through the atrium and like jumping on people and tearing them apart. Theram has a bunch of like winged birds, uh, almost like pterodactyls, just like swooping in. Thankfully, the Ministry of Defense on Theram is probably putting up the best fight. They're doing a pretty good job shooting these things out of the sky, but it's still uh, taking a, a pretty heavy toll on civilian casualties. But then a breaking news segment appears and you see a like live in progress. And as it switches over, all the feeds cut out at the same time. And you see Arwen Decker fully kitted up in his like big fucking collar. Um, He seems to be wearing very ceremonial uh, ornamental armor that has been like custom made for him. His hair Uh, Once again, perfectly quaffed, his beard lined up to perfection with his jaw. And he looks solemnly into the camera straight in and says, We have suffered these unprovoked, callous, and deadly attacks from the Sinonis Empire for far too long. This is the largest scale assault on the free people of the Federation since the Unity War. And it has come to the point where democracy, diplomacy, and sanctions are no longer an option. As of this moment, the Ministry of Defense has engaged in open warfare with the Imperial Marta in an effort to quell these attacks and return Casamol to safety. We urge you to stay inside, stay safe, and protect one another. We are coordinating 
with each of our planetary governments to ensure your safety. The Federation stands for unity, and together we will endure, and together we will triumph. And Jorhara walks up to it, and he says, Will someone tell me who the fuck this guy is? <laughs> oh, Decker? Biggest piece of shit you're ever going to meet. Yeah. We told him you guys weren't doing bad stuff, and he just didn't believe us, apparently, this fucking, this fucking guy. I've wanted to punch him in the face for a while. I'm shocked we haven't. Did we hit him? No, we didn't hit him. Did I think you told him? me we not to. Hit him. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you've ever hit Decker. <laughs> oh, not, not yet. Not yet. We're gonna. We're gonna. When this is all over. Oh, man. Just means we have some regrets right now. That's all. Yeah. Wow. You see a couple of the technicians uh, have frozen the, the broadcast before it ends and has like highlighted his face and has like slid it to the side and is now pulling up a record of who Decker is, like a sort of like a biography and like pulling up stuff. And so when we find out he doesn't exist, he's reading. Jahar is like quickly scanning. You see his eyes darting back and forth and he turns and says and looks at Astrid and says, can you tell me? Why a low-ranking planetary official, a communications officer, is making declarations of war? And Astrid stands up and she says, it doesn't make any sense. It- Decker's a goop mastermind. He's the goopin'. He's, been, he's done the goopin'. It, then none of that makes any sense. He's a civilian consultant that was brought in to work on behalf of the cube for the attack. He's he's not even Ministry of Defense. He shouldn't be here, let alone on the front lines. He's when we he's met him, When we met him, like what was his ranking? Like what was he? He, he was, was a lawyer, a, wasn't he? He was lawyer. a special consultant working with the Ministry of Defense. Weird. He's always felt higher than that. He must be a high-ranking member of either Cadrical's eyes or with the Goop operation or Okay, what does that mean? Comms officer feels important. Yeah, it, it seems like he does have, he used to work for the Blades, like he was a, a member of the Blades uh, as a communications officer. That seems to be his only sort of like military experience. And then after the attack on the cube, he was pulled up by the Ministry of Defense as a special consultant. Thimble, you used to work with communications on the cube. Do you do you know him? I mean, the the Blades, I, I was I was administration, he was Blades, so we, we, we didn't really cross paths, but I mean, like, you know, I, I'm sure we had maybe worked together department-wise, but I, I don't have any direct uh, interaction with, with, with him. Okay. He has to be a member of Cadrical Size. I have a feeling that's this one's Penny. You think this one's Penny? Why, would this, why does Penny care about the Cadrical? The com, the com, well, I don't know about the Cadrical thing in relation with that, but the comms officer feels like... Penny, because um, in the past, the Valai have always, like, you could hear them within the communications. Uh, even now, we still get that interference. So that's the that's my only connection with Penny. I don't know if it's true. It's a hunch. No, this, is, this is too coordinated. This attack, the casual attacks, and now this announcement of war at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. We still don't know a single fucking thing. Astrid says, well, um, the good thing about me being here is I am a member of the Federation of Councils. And I'm going to call a fucking meeting. And she walks over to the terminal and she says, can you get me a secure line? I, I'm reaching out to the council. None of this makes any sense. And I need to get answers and I'm allowed to ask for them. And you see one of the technicians begin like clickety clacking at his keyboard and he pulls up a secure line. And you see uh, that who she is trying to reach is the high chancellor, Sybil Maris, the leader of the Federation of Councils. It picks up almost immediately. Sybil is in sort of like very formal garb. It looks like 
there's a ton of people uh, kind of like milling about in the background. And then she waves her hands and they all exit the room. You see the door behind her like close shut and then like seal. And then uh, Emic Handros comes as well, who is the uh, Chancellor of Defense, who is the, the person who runs the Ministry of Defense. And Sybil says, Astrid, it is good to see you. I was concerned when I saw the footage of you being captured on Sonotus Prime. Uh, and Astrid explains the situation, like the fact that she wasn't captured. She it was propaganda. Um, she's explained. She sort of like runs through the list of everything that's been happening. And Handros sort of like muscles into the front of the thing and just says, it is incredibly irresponsible for you, a member of the Federation of Councils, to be standing on enemy territory. Are, are you working with them? Are you a traitor? Have you betrayed us, Astrid? Uh, and Astrid says, I'm here as a peacekeeping diplomat. We're about to enter into a war where we're going to lose thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of lives, both civilians and Ministry of Defense. The Sononan Armada will tear through us. And if you're not aware of that, you need to step down as Chancellor of Defense. And you can see Handros is about to like pop off and Sybil places a hand on his shoulder and she says, tensions are high. We understand, but if you have proof that these attacks are not synonymous in nature, then we will be able to circumvent a conflict. And Johara steps forward and says, I can give you military records. I can show you all the positions of troops uh, that, that we've never, ever initiated on military operations on any planet of the Federation. But he leans forward and he says, I want to know why a civilian contractor is making your declarations of war. And Sybil sort of like stops for a second and she says, Handros, that is an excellent question. Why is Arwen Decker on our vanguard, let alone speaking on behalf of the Federation? And Handros turns around with a purple glow in his eyes as he buries his hand through Sybil's chest, silver liquid dripping from the wound. As he pulls it out, you see her eyes flash with pain and fear as the wound itself begins cauterizing like metal being welded. And she drops to the ground. Handros just stares in the camera silently. And then the feed cuts. I hope someone screen grabbed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we, yeah, oi. So Andros I, wasn't he's, gooped. If, oh, he was gooped, right? That's Penny. Oh, is Goop? Purple eyes yeah. mean Goop? Okay. Oh, He's yeah. gooped and Purple he just gooped. What's her name? Okay, so it's all fucked? The entire chain of command is fucked? Uh, you hear a rumble. Then you hear the sound of something being torn open. It sounds like if you've ever seen or heard like like wood cracking, or like, like someone like splitting a wood log or whatever, it sounds like that. Uh, and then alarms just start blaring through the war room. As the the chaos and panic ensue, you see Quinlan run over to one of the terminals and begins opening up, and you see the feed of Camel overlooking the city, and you see the sky above the city. It looks distorted. It looks like someone has they're as if someone's holding the sky and is pulling it taut. It's stretched at four corners, almost like fabric being pulled tight. And that light that was hovering over the city turns a little bit and then becomes like a little pinhole and then it tears open as if someone had pinpricked a balloon and the sky erupts and you see the corners of it flapping in the wind as if 
reality itself is a piece of fabric. And on the other side, you see the stars. You see the blackness of space as Ministry of Defense ships start pouring in. You see a incredibly large armored worm flow and fly through and begin crashing into buildings. You see uh, other unknown ships that you can't identify. You see a swarm of personnel carriers dropping through with platoons of these black armored people. You see more of these like Ministry Defense dropships coming through and the official assault and invasion of Sonona's Prime has begun for real. Hello, Space Jam Dane here to do the things. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Also, everyone at NoQuest really hopes that you're enjoying this holiday season. Regardless of what you celebrate or don't celebrate, we hope that this season has brought you happiness and joy and you've been surrounded by the things and people that make you feel loved and supported and happy. And we really look forward to what this next year brings and we hope that you have an excellent and safe and happy new year second this week has been sponsored by zencaster i talked about it before but zencaster is the whole reason that you're hearing this show uh, we have dudes all over our lovely country we have ryan is across on the other end the east coast terry lives in another city Nile and i are the only two people who live in the same city it would be very difficult to do the show if it wasn't for something like Zencaster. It is a all-in-one podcasting studio where we can all just jump on. We record the show. We don't have to worry about backups or losing any progress because even with a slow connection, you've got crystal clear audio quality and backups that are saved on site. Zencaster makes it incredibly easy for us to get together, record the show. It is stress-free. It's worry-free. It makes the whole experience very easy. In fact, I'm recording this break in my studio, which is a closet, as you know. And then I'm going to literally walk into my living room where I edit the show and download the files all from there. I don't need to do any transferring. It's all right there. You can access them on any computer as long as you just log into your account. Using Zencaster is now super easy to record a podcast. Log in using any browser, start recording a high quality podcast episode right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure that you always have your recording in the highest quality, even if your connection is unstable. If you've ever thought of starting your own podcast and then realized that you need a bunch of tools and services and platforms, well, those days are over. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcasting platform. You can create your podcast all in one place and then distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com slash pricing and use our code NOQUEST and you'll get 30% off the first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Once again, that is Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code NOQUEST and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. And before you go, uh, we would love to see you on our Discord. It is a great little community and we're really, really proud of it. And it would be better, much like this world, 
with you a part of it. Head on over to NoQuestCast.com, click the Discord link, you'll be invited in, and you'll be welcomed by a bunch of lovely folk, and then you can do things like share pictures of your pet, which we get a lot of cute holiday pet pictures, and it's the best. Things are heating up in the show. You can add your fan theories in before star- stuff starts getting revealed. We would love to hear what you think. Also, if you'd like to support the show, you can uh, head on over to our Patreon at NoQuestCast.com, click the Patreon link, or Patreon.com slash NoQuestCast, and get access to uh, a bunch of little cool things. Uh, I released a stat block for uh, short Jack. If you ever want to make your own canon character, you can with all the Starfinder rules. I've got world primers there. So if you ever want to bring any of the locations that you've seen in the show to life in your own campaign, you can do that. And it's also a great way to support the show. It allows us to do things like go to PAX Unplugged like we did uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, the support on the Patreon is a way for us to do uh, cooler shit. And the cooler shit that we do means more cool stuff for you guys to listen to and watch and all that good stuff. Anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we love you. We hope you're safe. We hope you're happy. And we'll see you in 2024. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. And right behind her was a hulking figure. No, not a figure. A mass. A mass of stretched gray skin. Human skin, but from someone long dead. Stretched so thin you could see something rotting and roiling beneath, but somehow keeping its shape, keeping itself together, a flimsy flesh sack dragging itself across the floor. Hainai is a supernatural horror audio drama about Filipina immigrant Marida Tuin, whose babaylan, or shaman family background, accidentally gets her involved in stopping dangerous supernatural events in Toronto. Most of the story is told through in-universe phone calls or tape recordings, with some episodes dealing with Filipino folklore. You can listen to all episodes on Acast, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to get early access to ad-free episodes, bonus audio, art and video, episode shoutouts, and other fantastic perks, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hainaypod, H-I-N-A-Y-P-O-D. Thank you, marami marami salamat, and hanggang sumuli, until we meet again. Jahara begins barking orders to the soldiers in the room. Uh, everyone is hitting their stations, getting into like full battle mode. He looks at the group of you, the, the crew of the Persistence, the off-worlders, and says, I need to know right now, if you're going to help, you're going to help. And yeah. if you're not, then you have to understand I have to lock you up. And I know that seems like a pretty obvious choice, but I cannot have foreign agents who are technically aligned with the enemy running around during war, especially not in our main base of operations. So if you're going to join us, if you're fighting in the war effort, you need to kneel right now and I will make you a Sinonin. Yeah, I'm technically not from the system. So yeah, I'm in. Let's... let's go to war. Let's stop Decker's plans. Let's stop Penny's plans. Let's stop Catrical's plans. Let's do some action. I won't stand by and let innocent people be fucked over. I kneel. Dern just kneels. 
Yeah, Jenny stands beside you and just says, if it means protecting people, yeah, I don't give a fuck who I am. Uh, and she takes an, a, a knee. Zelfus does the equivalent of taking a knee. Astrid also does. Thimble does. And Cathan stands beside his brother. And Johara looks at Cathan and says, someone get this man a sword. And uh, you see one of the soldiers run away and come back and hands Cathan a sword. And the two of them begin uh, what looks like a knighting ceremony almost they they put their blade on your shoulders and uh they begin reciting something in sononin in a language you don't understand together uh in in almost like unison and they slowly make their way through the crew and they come to short jack and he hasn't kneeled and he says i don't know if i can do this i'm technically the king of a place and i don't know if i can really really have dual citizenship outside of the federation um, and Johara looks at him and just says, being Sononan doesn't change who you are, but it will get you one of those. And he points to the wall where the laser spears are. And Short Jack's like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah. And he kneels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that as far as his, uh, di- his royal diplomacy goes, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it gets a cool, cool weapon. <laughs> For a moment, I was like, wow, Short Jack's really like, he's come to his own as a king and everything. I'm just like, you know what? Cool. He, maybe you shouldn't kneel. I'm like, oh, no, never mind. All right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you guys are now officially Sononans, probably one of the few non-Sononan people to ever have that privilege. That being said, you can see the people who are working the tech desks have opened up a bunch of like camera feeds into the city to see what's happening. Thankfully, it looks like they have successfully evacuated the city. It looks like most of the people are in and you now see there's a dome circling this like silver shimmering dome around the palace walls that is acting as a barrier. And Johara says, we have a smaller sort of miniature version of the Shishita protecting the castle. It will hold for a while, but it does not have nearly the longevity of the one that is circling the planet. We need to make sure that we can hold off the forces long enough to maintain the shield and keep everyone safe. And he turns to the soldier and he says, I need a sit rep now. And they pull up maps of the city and a guard shows him sort of like what's happening. And Johara says, okay, it looks like there are five distinct events that I'm going to need your help. The Armada is stretched thin. Most of us are in space right now holding off the ministry. We were not expecting to be breached in this way. We will be able to recall some of the forces, but we will need most of our might in space to hold off the Ministry of Defense fleet, which means ground operations are minimal here. I have a a fairly strong battalion of soldiers from the Armada, but I'm going to need to be able to send out people into other locations as we defend the gates. That being said, here are, here are my operations. And he uh, spreads out them out onto the screens. I need assistance holding the gates of the palace. You will be assisted by the Armada. Three of you and your crew are talented fighters. And having you there will be a benefit. So anyone who can assist in holding the gates would be greatly appreciated. And if the palace falls, our war effort ends. And then uh, the camera switches and you see this giant, it looks literally like an earthworm covered in metal, like chitin, just like chunks of metal have been embedded in it. It has uh, a long sort of beak 
at the front of it with a fold of uh, skin hanging over what you can see are like hundreds of glowing eyes underneath it. And at the back are these wild bushel of tentacles. Uh, there's about like five or six of them all sort of flapping. And it seems to be that like, is there a propulsion? And it's just crashing into buildings. It's collapsing them. Uh, it's swooping down into the street and like trying to burrow into it. And it's just causing a shit ton of destruction. Uh, and he says, that needs to be neutralized. Most of our Air Force is in space right now, and we do not have anything to fully engage it. We need someone to take that out. Another uh, switch of the camera happens, and you can see a tall spire. And he says, it looks like these Cadricals keepers have taken a strong defensive position in a sniper perch and are taking out any of my people who make it out into the streets. This makes search and rescue impossible. This makes uh, securing zones impossible. As long as those snipers are up there, we can't leave the palace. Then it switches to this sort of like rip in the fabric of reality that is the portal. And he says, this needs to be closed. I don't know how to do it, and I don't know what it means, but somehow we need to find a way to repair this and stop their means of getting onto the planet. We can hold them out in space, but so long as this is open, they have a direct gateway past our blockade. And finally, uh, a picture or a, a screenshot of footage of a church is shown, and he says, finally, there seems to be very strange readings of energy coming from this church. It is our central place of worship, and whatever's happening in there seems to be directly controlled or tied to the rift. Um, they are giving off the same energy. And you can tell that the the church is a church of Yarisa, who is the goddess of knowledge, mental protection, and scholarship, and Talibet, a goddess of community, self-reliance, and tradition. Uh, so those are your five war efforts. Uh, holding the palace gates, which is a pretty much straight-up combat operation. Taking out the flying uh, monster is a ship combat uh, encounter. Removing the sniper perch can be stealth, can be combat, can be can be a ship operation, depending on how you want to play it. Closing the rift is pretty much a science skill check, and tracking the anomaly is you're not too sure what that's going to involve. You don't really know what's causing it. Um, the way this works is you guys are going to tell me where you want to help and who's going to go. You are able to bring your crew with you. You can assign crew members to these things as well. You don't have to go with them. You could send Jenny and Kathan out on their own. I will say though, this is war. And in order to simulate that, there is risk. If you send out your crew members, there is a risk that they will not come back the same way that you will not come back. And if you bring them with you, there's just as much of a risk as them being hurt or injured or killed as you are. So take that. So this is Mass Effect 2. You're Mass Effect 2 in us, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I had that vibe too. <laughs> yeah. So if you scroll, I gave you the, the crew ability sheet. If you scroll all oh, the way no. to the bottom, mm. you will get to see sort of what they add to your, your war effort. Oh, that's fun. So every round, they're going to get sort of abilities to assist you, depending on what task you've given them. So a lot of them uh, for combat, they you you choose a bonus every round. So I'm not going to be rolling a bunch of attacks and stuff. They just give you a flat bonus. So if you bring, for example, if you bring Short Jack and on a combat mission, 
Every round, you can choose to either add an additional 2d6 to your damage to simulate him fighting alongside you. You get the ability to use mirror image and invisibility once per the encounter. And there's also, uh, you can ask him to use a powerful Solarian ability once per encounter as well. And then going forward, like if, if you bring him on the ship, he gets you get a 1d4 to your piloting check. He can repair shields 15% of the PCU, and he can overcharge the ship, which gives an increase to speed and damage for 1d4 plus one rounds. And the same thing with science. He can reroll all engineering checks, and he can provide theories uh, in regards to protection, natural magic, and technological devices. And all of the crew have that, and I won't go through them all here, but when you choose what role they're going to take, I will tell you and the audience what they get. So, what would you like to do? My instinct is, Cody, you need to take a small crew on the ship and deal with that worm. Yeah, I think me me and Jenny, we could handle that, right? Jenny nods and she says, if you're going to fly, I can gun. Durin, Short Jack, I think you guys need to get to that sniper tower. Um, I don't... I don't think Shortjack needs to come with me on this one. It's nothing I are haven't you, handled. Are you alone sure before. he can go? He can go invisible. He can go zip zap invisibility. No, it's another operation that I've handled before in the past. Okay, I can take care of that. I can take care of that spire. The only thing I need to know is there any strategical purposes to that tower, and what kind of explosives am I going to have access to? So the the strategic purpose of the the spire error is the fact that they have like a very good vantage point on a lot of places in the city and are pretty much stopping the Amrata from leaving the, the palace. So if any any ground forces hit the streets, they're dead. Oh, I meant like strategically for us, as in the Sunonans. Terry's going to blow it the he fuck up. And he's up. Wondering <laughs> I'm, I'm getting rid of that tower. That tower is probably going to be gone. Like, I'm just wondering. It would be beneficial in the same way. Like, if, if it stays standing, they can put snipers up there and use it the same way but right now the the main goal is to take out those snipers so however you choose to do it they're not going to hem and haw over it fair enough uh so is that what you're doing during you're doing the the tower it made sense it's just no reason to get anyone else in danger for that one okay zelfis you're on trying to figure out how to close that rift he nods and says i'll do my best captain can he do that from down here or would being in the ship closer to the sky help he could use the gear on the ship too so yeah. the, the science effort is is in the war room Perfect, perfect. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, Captain, Short Jack, I'll probably have you guys do the gates. Uh, what are you doing, Merrick? I'm going to go to the church. Oh. Okay. Damn, okay. You're doing, you're covering Fuck. all the bases. What if, it all has to be done. Captain, what my if captain. you go with Captain and Short Jack to the gate and we all tackle the church together? Um, so, that, sorry, that is something I do want to say. Um, you don't have to do all five. You can you can choose which ones you you want to do. The the downside that is they all sort of interconnect to each other. So if one goes unchecked, there's a chance that it could affect other people's missions. So it is beneficial to uh, tackle all of them, but the risk is you you spread yourself thin. So that's that's kind of like the tactical side of things of being like, do you want to absolutely secure certain positions and with the risk of something getting worse? when you not go after it or do you want to spread yourself thin which might make securing those positions harder but less like like if you guys all succeed then the situation won't get worse so that's those are the decisions you have to make sorry i should have made that clear you don't have to do all five of them at once okay. but you you certainly can't like this plan will will work in terms of the gameplay uh how it works and shakes out in terms of success rate is up to you guys that church is the tough part. Church is the tough part. It's the wild card. Feels like it's super, it's like the most important, but it's the easiest to ignore, you know? 
Yeah, that's my fear. I do have a couple ways to get out of sticky situations. Well, it seems linked to the rift, right? So until we have information about the rift, maybe we shouldn't go in. If we go there and deal with it right away, maybe the rift just closes itself. Yeah, maybe. Like, if, if anyone could do it, it's you. Wild thought. Short Jack can be invisible. He could take a look, not engage, give us some information. It's not the best option. I could, he could come with me, but then the gate's a little bit... To me, you and Kathan at that gate makes sense. I can't fight, like, ten dudes at the same time. Yeah, it's been pretty rad. My only fear is that this whole thing to me seems like a ritual. Yes. There's, the there's light something. in the sky. The cost of life. So whatever's happening at a church could be the vocal point of what this end game is. What they're trying to achieve. What else do you do at a church but an evil spooky ritual? Everything else is probably just symptoms of it. You go, and we'll finish what we're doing real quick, and we'll, we'll be there as soon as we can. I'll play it safe. I'm not going to put my life at risk. I don't believe that for a second. Remember our new rule. Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so. so I'm just going to go over the plan here. Cody and Jenny are going into the ship to fight the evil space worm. Yep. Duran, you're going to the tower to deal with the snipers. Yep. Uh, Zelfus is staying back in the war room to help with the uh, analyzing the rift. Catherine and Shortjack are going to the gates to hold it. Merrick, you're going to the church. Correct. Is there okay. any way we can get more in that gate, though? I feel like Catherine and Shortjack should be pretty, pretty good. Are they going to have like a little squadron of people to help them out with it, or is it just going to be those two? The majority of the Armada forces are going to be there. Okay, cool, cool. Then I'm much more comfortable with that. I thought it was just like, these two dudes going, let's go. No, no, no. So really, the only people that need who's bringing a, a buddy is Cody. So for Jenny, her abilities on the ship are uh, you get a plus three to attack rolls if you want to take it. Uh, so every round, you're going to sort of tell me what ability you're choosing. So either a plus three to attack rolls. You get additional damage equal to 3D whatever you're rolling. So if you're rolling, you know, D4s or whatever, you're going to be adding three additional ones. And then uh, once per encounter, she can repair one system completely. Cool. The rest are, are just going to be doing their own things off camera. So, and, and Merrick and Dern are rolling solo. Where the fuck is Aerodaxis? Jahara turns and says, Aerodaxis is being kept safe. He's currently in meditation uh, using the silver liquid to locate this Penateris. If she has anything to do with this attack, it would be beneficial to know what her role is, but at the same time, I have a strong feeling that a, a big reason that we are a target is because Aerodaxis is here. If we let him out into open conflict, if they capture him, if, if this is all stemming from the blood of a Valai, I am not letting their sort of secret weapon get refilled if something happens to him. 100%. So on top of making sure that our people are safe, on top of fighting for our planet, we also need to make sure that Aerodaxis is safe. Okay, do you guys want to do any preparation? Durr needs some bombs. The biggest yeah. bombs that can fit in that rat's mouth. Pretty, It's a pretty roomy pouch. Okay, then Jarhara will bring you to the armory. Yes. <laughs> and he is able to roll me a d6 plus one. Four. So you get five. You get five uh, high explosive no, no, satchels. No, I already had the plus one, four. So. Okay, perfect. Total. Then you get four high explosive satchels. Cool. Merrick, what is there anything you would like to ask of the Armada before heading out? Yeah, how do I get one of those cool lasers? He picks up the uh, spear and tosses it to you, and 
whispers something in Sinonin, you can feel it get hot in your hand, and it almost feels like you can't drop it for a second. Like, it, it feels, like, attached to you, and then it calms down and releases, and you can feel that, like, there's almost a symbiotic, like, relationship with this spear now. You now have this thing, and uh, I will give you the stats for it later off air. Yeah. You you are now keyed to this spear. He's going to do the same thing for Shortjack. Shortjack also gets one, and Kathan also gets one for the, the front lines. Zelfis is taking up position and is is getting ready to to use his goop magic. And by magic, I mean just his brain to start helping the technicians. You can see him and Quinlan are already sort of examining the the rift right now and uh, working on it. All right, everybody, this is going to be the craziest, stupidest thing we've ever done. And that is a long, a long, long list. But I think we're all doing jobs that suit our strengths. So lean into them. Every decision you're going to make up there is going to be the right decision. Okay, I trust all of you. I believe in all of you. You're strong. You're powerful. You grow so quick that any dire situation you're going to be in, I promise you there's a way out. So look for it, okay? Don't panic. It's going to be there. You're smart. You're brave. You're powerful. And all very beautiful and handsome, too. I'll just throw that in as a little bit of... Thanks, Merrick. I love you guys. I truly do. That's what makes this crew different, all right? Stay safe. I love you, too. I love Um, you, too, Darren. Darren, you got to say it now, too. We've all said it. you got to say it. Yeah, yeah. me, Me, too, guys. Yep. No, no, no. Say it. You do what? Love you too. Love you too. There we go. All All of us? Each one of us? Hey, don't push it. All right. (laughs) Um, Everyone come back, okay? Yeah. You guys finish your jobs quick and then come meet me at the church and it'll probably be nothing. And then we can have a nice little celebration. How's that sound? Oh, yeah. Church is probably nothing. Maybe that's where the party is. Maybe that's where the party is the whole time. That's probably the party. Uh, You hear Zelfus in the background just go... I've still got my name on party. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably whisper to Merrick, just be like, hey, don't don't pull a Benson on us out there. All right. No, that guy fucking sucks. I think. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone Finally. keeps on saying nice things and I'm still not 100 percent on board. Rest in peace, though. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah no, no, Sorry, no, no, Benson. Just, Sorry, Benson. But if he's alive being sneaky, I swear to God. Don't put yourself in danger like that. Just take care of yourself. OK. Oh, of course. I have a lot to live for. I'm young and handsome. <laughs> Short Jack puts his hand in the center of all of you, and he just says, I know that you guys, like, kind of don't like him or whatever, but I think Duren's got a point. We all got to come back, and at the end of it, we need to make sure that we do. So not to kind of, like, beat a dead horse, sorry for the pun, but don't be a hero. And he put his, his hand in the center. Don't be a hero. Merrick puts his hand in the center. Absolutely. Don't be a hero. And everyone, Jenny puts her hand on top of... Uh, yours, uh, you feel Zelfus uh, slop his gloop onto yours, <laughs> and Kathan puts his on, and he just says, alright, let's go save my home. <laughs>